What is going on, guys? It is Jason. It's your boy. It's your little cuck boy. The J dot. The J hall. The jam my fist up your ass and say what up. My name's Jeff Dunham. We got... Such a crazy show today. I have such a crazy show. It's just me here in the stew, which is, in fact, my living room. I am currently sipping some coffee, uh, looking at a box of Ziploc containers on my table that I need to put away into the cupboard. What's up? Yeah, like I said, we got a stacked Pamela Anderson stacked show for you guys. We are going to be reviewing... Uh, the new Machine Gun Kelly album, Tickets to My uh, Downfall. Uh, we're going to be covering that. We are going to be covering a lost episode that I did with my little girlfriend that was lost and deleted and it's gone forever and I had nothing to do with it. Um, and then we are going to review the episode of The Boys that came out last week before the new one comes out tomorrow, uh, episode six of season two. Uh, But for now, let's go ahead and get into some MGK. Um, Now, my history with MGK goes back so far, so far. You can tell by my white voice. Um, I do rap as well, though, uh, which is even worse. I I mean, listen, I am not going to hate on MGK. Uh, It's not his fault that he is a, um, I don't know, kind of a meme. Well, people clown on anyone who likes him, and that's fine. Um, You know, I remember Lace Up when I started, or actually all the way back to the Naked and Famous, uh, or Half Naked and Almost Famous. Yeah, bitch, call me Steve. Oh, like, he was, he was a nightmare back in the day. I mean, I didn't really like him that much, but uh, Tech Nine was on one of his songs, and I'm from Kansas City, and I wanted to listen to it. It was fine, but I've always liked MGK <clears throat> to a certain extent. But when he started doing the pop punk shit, I, I got pretty interested. Um, I really liked Bloody Valentine, and I think I'm okay. The the one with Youngblood, that song slaps, man. Travis Barker, I think Travis Barker is secretly just, just telling MGK what to do. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's a big fan, but sometimes it just seems like it, the um, sheer amount of pop punk influence in MGK's personal life just seems to be where this new music is coming from directly. But, I mean, I'm sure he's influenced by it. It makes sense. I mean, every punk kid, it's probably 50% like MGK, 50% like Blink-182, 100% tend to like some songs from both, I would imagine. But, uh, yeah, man, back in the day with Lace Up, I remember, like, these beats, bro. These beats. I'm trying to fucking cue it up. Yeah. This song literally features the lead singer of Avenge Sevenfold on it. M Shadows. So he was one of those chopper guys. Um 
I don't know, kind of went off the deep end, but he's he's hilarious now, and, and he's like a legit actor. He's been in some things that, that I don't really hate, or at least I don't hate his performances. He's never been terrible. So it takes us to my downfall. Let's just go through it sort of quickly. Uh, I want to do track by track just to make this episode longer, if that's cool. But title track, I'll just skim over. It's literally called title track, which, oh, man, yeah. Downfall is sold out in minutes. Yeah. So, it's a good intro. Gets quicker. You know? This is the next song, Kiss Kiss. It's fine. Um, It's just catchy, man. It's just like, I get, like, I'm a music snob, okay? I, I get very picky with my music. But at the same time, that's incredibly hypocritical of me because I will listen to what a lot of people would think is dog shit, including music snobs like like myself. Like, MGK, this shit's just... It's just catchy, man. I, It's catchy. I like it. Next song, Drunk Face. Look. It's just catchy. You know? The trap... Then I, I like the trap shit, too. I don't know. It's just kind of crazy. It's It's... It's catchy, but it's cringy, so I listen to it by myself, and that's fine. That's how I feel about Nothing Nowhere as well, although a huge difference. Okay, this is a good point that I'm about to make. There's no one here to back me up, but I swear. Okay, MGK and Nothing Nowhere. If you haven't heard of Nothing Nowhere, he's this dude from, like, uh, wherever Bernie Sanders is from. I don't know. He references it in a song. Vermont, Vermont. And, uh... He's like an emo pop punk guy. He uses a lot of hip hop influence, a lot of stuff, a lot of hi hats, a lot of trap bass and shit. But he essentially is an emo pop punk or screamo artist. Um, but he's really unique and he's cool. I really have been following him a lot. He's a little whiny. I mean, a little bit. I'm, I think I'm getting a little too old for him. But the one difference between him and MGK, who's doing something a little bit similar, I would say. Well, A, he doesn't have the vocal chops of Nothing Nowhere, so you're never impressed by the sheer quality of the vocals. MGK is catchy when it comes to melodies, because he's a rapper. He can do rhythm. He can make rhythm that's ear-grabbing. And he does it really successfully all over um, the new album. But Nothing Nowhere, at least if he has a bad song, you can listen to his voice because it's pleasant. He's a talented vocalist as well as a talented instrumentalist. The biggest difference is that Nothing Nowhere plays all of his instruments on his album. I'm sure live, of course, he has, you know, additional artists on stage playing music with him. But on the records and stuff, he's a multi-instrumentalist. He'll use Travis Barker because he's a celebrity to, to get on songs playing the drums. But Nothing Nowhere makes all these songs himself in the studio. He plays every instrument most of the time. If I think. If I'm wrong, let me know. But Machine Gun Kelly... He can play the guitar. He can. He knows his power chords, but like, he doesn't have the musicianship, and that's fine. I mean, I'm a rapper too. I and I think I'm a good rapper, by the way. Please, pragmatic on Spotify and anywhere you get music. Pragmatic, please give me likes. I need my fucking cock sucked. You know, every fucking once in a while, I just want these fucking people to listen to my music and say that it's good and be like, yeah, man, it's really fucking good. I'm really proud of you for making that fucking song, man. I'm just so proud of you. Oh man, be as your father. I just I'm so proud of you. You really crushed it this time. You're making me proud, baby. Um but no, so 
Yeah, the Nothing Nowhere thing in MGK, he just doesn't have the the chops to to be a one-man pop punk band, if that makes sense. It's good to be diverse, but I don't know. I I think that MGK needs to do this one album and and probably be done with the rest of this kind of genre, although it'd be really cool for him to just do features. If he just gets on an Ian Dior album, if he just gets on a Nothing Nowhere project, he just gets on a Youngblood song, he's going to crush it. His features are going to be dope. He needs to do one foot in both worlds and not so much suddenly just be a pop punk artist. Uh, I, I don't know if that's going to work out. And I don't know if that's what he's doing. I haven't read a lot of interviews or anything. I don't know if this is just a one-off, but I, I kind of hope it is because he's good at it. It's just too much of the one thing. All, you know, because it, it's very monotone and that gets a little tiring sometimes. Um, but moving on, because I said I was going to do the whole album and I'm a consistent little bitch. The next one is Bloody Valentine. A lot of people have heard this one. We've got Megan Fox in his in his house uh, in the music video. They are dating. This album apparently is talking about her all over it. Whatever. But I do like this song. If you haven't heard it, look it up. I recommend this song. If you haven't, yeah. This was a good single, too. This is one of the best songs on the album. Um, Forget Me Too with Halsey. It's fine. Aren't they beefing, though? I thought they were beefing. I thought that... You know what I'm talking about? I thought that it was like him, G-Eazy, and Halsey. I thought they were all fucking each other. So I guess they have a professional relationship, which is cool. But this song's catchy, really fast-paced. I was surprised to see that Halsey was going to be on it. Halsey, here. It's fine. It's fine. It's not one of my favorites, to be honest. Uh, the next one, Trippy Red. This seems like an extra. This seems like a, a, a bonus track or a B-side. I don't really know why it's on here. Why can't MGK and Trippy Red make a song that's longer than fucking two minutes? Dude, like, Candy was one of the best songs off MGK's last album, and that shit was like a minute and 30 seconds. I know it was longer, but it feels like no time at all. It it was so short that, I don't know. I know that's the thing these days. It just sometimes really gets under my skin. This one, too, two minutes and nine seconds. All I know, let's listen. I don't know. Trippy Red's cool. He sounds cool on this. When the real live drums switch to trap drums. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah, this is this one's a pretty good song. Although it sound I can't put my finger on it, but it reminds me so much of another song that I've heard before. That melody is very similar. And it's like another pop punk song. It's something I bet you MGK might have heard. I'm not taking shots. I don't know. I mean, he's he wears his influences on his sleeve proudly. It's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, the next song, Lonely, this is a ballad, big ballad, big boy ballad, big tears, ugh, I don't know, I, this one's gonna get the bitches, I mean, this is definitely the I fall apart, (laughs) kinda, dude, Post Malone's always hitting you with that goat shit, he's like, I can't do it, but, um, yeah, anyway. Oh, yeah, and MGK does this thing, too, where some songs I'll catch him just using. Not catch him. It's probably obvious to everybody, but 
he uses auto-tune, and I, I don't know why. I, I do it too, though. We have kind of similar vocal presence when we're when we're doing the rap shit, and I use auto-tune the same way, so I'm not really going to blame him. I was just surprised they couldn't make it a little bit less noticeable. I don't know if he wanted it to be a effect. I'll sometimes use auto-tune as a accessory to it. I'm not, I'm not trying to hide anything, is what I mean. It's similar to Travis Scott. It's part of the presentation. He couldn't he could choose to not use it and, and correct his voice another way that, that doesn't sound it, but it's an intentional affect, effect, affect, aflac, effect on your voice. And um, he does it a lot on here, so I don't know if that was intentional or not. Um, I was hoping he would maybe use it more to where I was like, okay, this is like a whole thing he's doing, but it's it's too subtle to think he's uh, doing it on purpose. World War Three is a minute long. It's uh, it's like Happy Holidays, you bastard. It's just a one of those cliche pop punk fifty second thrash punk songs. That's like fuck you, do and fuck my mom. I hate you. Fuck my parents. Yeah, I can actually communicate with other car beds, so it's a pretty sick car. Kevin and Barracuda. This is pretty funny. It's it goes right into an interlude, so these two songs are kind of throwaways. Um, Kevin and Barracuda, him and Pete Davidson being aliens, it's pretty funny. Concert or Aliens is is like literally an impression of a pop punk song. This listen to this. If I played this, you would think it's nineteen thousand other bands. But Machine Gun Kelly's presence on the mic is cool. He's he's a good personality. If you like MGK, you're gonna like this album, I think. Um, I like the one with Black Bear. That's a pretty good song. That's a single too. Jawbreaker's fine, but it's less than two minutes long. Yeah, this is a pretty, this is a catchy ass song. It's just his vocals are not good, but it's like, dude, for me as an artist too, like I would like to, if if I made this, if my name was on this, I wouldn't think it sounds that bad. It just sounds bad to people who want like <laughs> really good music. <laughs> I guess like it's not bad it's just it's it's doing one it's doing something not very well but really well (laughs) if that makes sense I don't know and then nothing inside with Ian Dior I like this song I love Ian Dior it's just good man it's just a good emo rap this shit slaps R.I.P. to Juice though for real but I hope Ian Dior is able to I don't know. There's a couple other rappers that are coming up after Juice Pass that are kind of carrying the torch a little bit. Ian Dior being one of the the main ones. Um, then there's Banyan Tree, another interlude where he's just talking to his girlfriend. He's dude, what? That is the whitest shit of all time. Like the most fucking rich prick ass shit is MGK making a love song with Megan Fox. I don't know. That just seems like too celebrity to even be given a fuck about. It's like, <laughs> of course you are. Of course. Yeah, of course. You're, you're yeah, it's that why would I give a fuck? This is like a Kim Kardashian shit. It's like, why would I be emotionally affected by this? I don't know. Stick to just vague, ambiguous, cliche lyrics. Don't, don't talk about Megan Fox. And then play this when I'm gone. I like to think this is about his daughter. If it's about his daughter, it's sweet. If it's about Megan Fox again, I swear to God. I don't know. But it's a good song. It's a good song. 
it, it's also pretty condescending <laughs> if he's talking to a woman because he's like, I hope you get to visit all the places I told you to. God, I hope you can one day visit the glacial Arctic crest and pour oil into the Arctic Ocean, you know. Bring me your elderly. If you haven't seen Avatar, that won't make any sense. Bring me your elderly. <laughs> uh, me on Tinder. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's it. There's some bonus tracks I'm not going to talk about, but um yeah it's it's a it's a pretty good album i i don't i would say like as an mgk album i would say it is a eight out of ten it's one of his best because it's it's consistent you know it's fully thought through and and i don't know i did like his last album quite a bit i liked hollywood whore like del diablo that ronnie j beat fucking kicks ass um i would say there isn't much I hate on it aside from just some filler. So the songs that are good are really good, consistently catchy songs you can repeat. Um, despite it not being rap, I don't know. He made it work okay. I, I don't hate this. So I'm going to say an 8 out of 10 for an MGK album. As like an album, like if it's really, really great music, I mean, I would say probably a 5 out of 10. Because you need you need more good songs on an album to to get above a five or a six, you know. If you have just a couple, especially on this one, most of them are singles that were great. That's always disappointing. So, yeah, that is it for the MGK review. Yeah. So next up, I wanted to tell you guys about this episode that is lost in time that me and Tony, my sweet sweet baby girlfriend, uh, and I made together over the weekend. It was very fun. We were very giddy, very, very, whatever you call it, um, you know, we were whatever, and we were having a good time, and it was really funny. Um, we talked a lot about the first episode, about how fucking depressing it was, and, uh, you know, how I could improve in the future. It was a really good progress report for me, uh, <laughs> um, but no, it was really fun, and I don't know what happened, but the next day I went to look at it, and I hadn't saved it, and, and my power had gone out. To be honest, it wasn't the next day. I went back to it like four days later to edit it, because I'm a lazy piece of shit. And I got on, and I noticed that I hadn't saved it, and it was it was lost. It was lost in time, because my power went out Sunday night, and uh, I didn't have an opportunity to save thine file in order to recuperate our losses. So... It's lost forever, but it was really fun because uh, we talked about the winery that we went to with her two friends. I got to hang out with uh, three women on a Saturday at a winery um, under the hot sun in a winery um, where we had to piss and shit in trailers. I did not shit in trailers, but I did piss in jail in trailers. I did not piss in jailers. Um, I have not yet done that, but. No, it was fun. It was fun. We had a good time. We got there early. So they had a uh, like smoothie, like smoothie sangria. That was pretty, pretty fire. Real dehydrating. Real, real dehydrating going to the winery. Um, not a lot of water and a little too much wine. <laughs> you know, like, oh, please give me a cup of water. I'm parched. Swear to God, by 2.30, my lips were splitting like it was Jennifer. Africa. 
Nope. But no, very thirsty, very thirsty day. I was a thirsty boy. I was very dehydrated, very sunburned. Um, but it was fun because I got to gab with three women all day at a winery. Uh, it was great. Um, but no, no, I did have a good time. I did have a good time. And we discussed it. We discussed it. It's just, you know, not a lot of gas in the tank chatting about it now because um, we really went into detail. It was a long episode. But it's all in the past, and, and we don't need to worry about it now. Bling, bling. Yeah, hi, this is uh, Carl's Jr. I was told to call this number. Um, is this... Is this the cocksmith of West England? Who the fuck gave you my number, huh? Who told you to call this line? Yeah, it was, uh, Stevie down at the docks. He said you were the best in the county. Do I have that wrong, or should I take this number and throw it out the door? Because I never should meet a man like you. Well, we've already met. Looks like you're looking for what I'm selling to people, and you're looking for it right now, is that right? Listen, pal, I don't want any trouble, okay? He said you're the best guy around town to do it. Now, are you, or should I find another lackey to follow my little ass around and do whatever the fuck I say? You're a man of elegance. I appreciate that. I'll give you what you need. But for a small prize. Listen, I'll pay anything if you're gonna give me what I think you're giving me. I mean, are you giving me what you're giving me, or am I giving you what I'm giving you? Oh, I'm giving you what I'm needing to give you. Okay, well, uh, where should we meet? There's a seedy motel over off East Street. Meet me inside apartment room number 14A at 7 a.m. All right, I mean, if you say so, but what should I bring with me, huh? Should I bring any, should I bring any cash? Should I bring any weapons? I don't know what we're going to be doing. Yeah, listen, man, I don't know what you think this is. People pay me to suck on their cock. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I, that's what I thought I was paying for. Are you... You're the cocksmith of West England, right? You can suck anyone's cock in the business. That's right. Is... Am I... Are you... Are you paying for me to do that? I mean, yeah. I mean, I got 200 bucks for you to fucking suck on some cock. You know, I got it for you now. Okay. Um... Yeah, I can... Uh... Shit, no one's ever... Um... It's not like gay, right? You like you wouldn't think it's gay to to do that. That's I mean it's no no man no I mean it's not gay. Okay good because I didn't think it was gay. Yeah man no I mean it's not gay. Like I have a wife at home and a, and a kid. I mean I I'm straight as an arrow man. Yeah no me too man. I got yeah I got a, like tons of girlfriends and stuff. They let me finger them and and, and do stuff like that. So. Yeah, no, I mean, if we're both straight and we're doing it, that's, that's totally fine then, right? Yeah, man, I mean, we're, we're in the game, we're in this thing together. I mean, we're not gay if we both want each other to suck each other's cocks, you know? That's the least gay thing I could imagine, two men making a decision like that? Yeah, man, I mean, yeah, women can, (laughs) women can never make that decision alone. I mean, it's, uh, it's the manliest thing we could do. 
this new soundboard we're gonna review the boys in a sec but this is more important I don't know what that is <laughs> gamer kids screaming okay that's awful to listen to so the boys Season 2, Episode 6, The Bloody Doors Off. This one was badass, man. Great backstory on Frenchie. We finally got to know him a little bit better. We learn why he has this beef with Lamplighter. Dude, and by the way, finally meeting Lamplighter seems really nice. Because we saw his face in one of the, the past couple episodes. And I was like, that's the guy from Quantum Break and Man of Madon and Until Dawn and Nice Man and X-Man. So I knew he was going to show up again. I didn't know for sure that he was Lamplighter, but I was correct. I'm very excited to see what happens with all these mutants. Um, spoiler alert, starting right now. They do have that entire, uh, you know, section of the, the episode that takes place in the mental hospital or in the, the ward where Stormfront is keeping all these mutants. That was pretty fascinating. Um, very excited to see what happens. I, I'm a little concerned because they keep going away from the the homelander's son i was really interested to see where that would go i'm curious as to what homelander's son what he'll become if there's going to be an arc to him and becca his, his mom or not i don't know but um great episode a lot of backstory a lot of the times flashbacks episodes are, are not great but the boys does it in such a way where they give you too little about each character where you're constantly interested in what they're thinking and what they're doing and how they got to where they are but the plot on purpose seems to be restraining itself from letting you know all this stuff which is great as long as they can keep getting new seasons and new content because i'd hate to have this be like heroes where they cancel it too early and then we're just kind of left with these great shells of characters without filling it all in but they're starting to give us more about uh frenchie butcher seems to just be suicidal i think he just wants to die he wants to go out in a rain of bullets um but his friends won't let him do it. So it's a great, great arc for everybody. Um, we learn that Black Noir, Black Noir is pretty um, pretty indestructible. I mean, he walked around that house and got blown up by a bunch of bombs and totally fine. Got a bunch of shrapnel all over his body, just chilling. Uh, still has not spoken a single word in the series so far, uh, but still, still entertaining as always. Um, great episode. Very excited to see what happens. I can't believe there's only two episodes left. Although, if they released it all in one chunk, it would I would have no episodes left. But if that were the case, I could talk about the whole season together in one episode. But no, I'll be reviewing the next episode next time. These are barely reviews. These are just me going over everything because I don't want to spoil it uh, for people. I, I just fucking love the show. And since I haven't routinely been reviewing this since this is episode two... 
you know, I, I'm not going to start off that strong with like a 12-minute analysis video of the boys. That doesn't need to be done. Uh, this podcast is about more than that, you know? It's about more. It's about the the main idea behind the House of the Suck, you know? www.hotsuck.com um, I don't know if that's what it is, but... No, this it, we were. This is, this is about me. This this show is about me, and if I don't want to talk about the show, I don't have to. If I don't want to talk about it, I don't have to. These are my feelings, and if I want to be constricted with my feelings and tell you what I feel, I'm gonna tell you. Okay, just leave me alone. Let me process everything. This is just so fucking much. I can't handle it right now. Okay. I just can't handle it. The election in November is giving me acid reflux disease. Oh, man. That debate was crazy, right? I did not watch it, but I heard about it. it. Seemed pretty crazy. Biden said, well, did you shut up, man? I did see that. That was pretty funny. But Trump is like the older or little brother, depending on which brother you are. The one that just won't shut the fuck up. It's just the one that is like constantly talking over you nonstop. Dude, I could not survive with Trump in a debate. I can't handle it. He's too good. He's too good. He's too great of an enemy because he's so bad at it. He's so bad. It's all so self-aggrandizing and he just wants to make himself look amazing. But at the cost of his entire persona being likable... But Joe Biden is just trying to answer a question, and Trump's like, well, uh, uh, well uh, uh, that's what you get. You're probably not going to answer the question. Yeah, you won't answer the question, will you? No, you won't. You won't answer the question. Huge. Okay, okay. My, my enemy here won't answer his questions, okay? And that's okay. Because when I said build the wall, I meant that it was a vaginal wall. Okay? And right now, we're building up these vaginal walls, and I support the Me Too movement. Me more than anybody. Ask anybody. This is true. This is true. I showed up. I showed up for the slut walk. I mean, the women's march. And I stood with Amber Rose. And we walked down the street. Okay? Okay? This is all true. You can look it up. You can Google it. You can use Google. You can use Google. Oh, God. This is the worst. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I'm losing sight of what I believe in. But that's okay. We're sipping on coffee. It's 12.38 a.m. p.m. Just kidding. It is the mid-afternoon on a Thursday. I hope everyone is having a good time. Um, enjoy October. It's October now. It's October 1st. It is the month of Monster House. So, And uh, Rosemary's Baby I'm going to watch. I may do a review on Rosemary's Baby. have never seen that, but I know Mia Fetto is in it. So I may check that out, uh, Rosemary's Baby, high up on my list, high up on my list uh, to talk to you guys about. Um, next time, I don't know what we'll do. We'll probably just have a, a good fun time. We'll just giggle a little bit. We'll tickle each other a little bit. There'll be feathers in the pillow flying around in the air because we're having a little pillow fight because we're having a fun little sleepover. And um, neither of us are going to tell anyone about what happened until it's way too late and the damage is already done. All right, you guys have a great rest of your day. If you haven't yet, drink some water. That's what I'm about to do. And um, get home safe. Get home safe. I'm sure everyone's listening to this uh, speeding down the highway on a little crotch rocket. On a little crotch rocket, just speeding down the road. I think only old women call those kind of motorcycles crotch rockets. 
You never see a 20-year-old in an Affliction t-shirt like, yeah, man, I bought, a, bought myself a new crotch rocket this weekend. It's a, it's a Mitsubishi crotch rocket. Um, I'm going to go die sadly on, on a weekend, and no one's going to expect it, and it's going to be real sad, and everyone's just going to be wrecked about it. It's m- m- me more than most.